Thank you for listening to Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible, a new, much funnier translation of the entire Hebrew Bible written by me, David Tuckman. I'm coming to you from my living room, slickly edited over some rune tone to make it sound like I'm whispering to you before the show. If this is your first time listening, don't worry. We're in the middle of Exodus. Uh, it's really just a bunch of rules and descriptions of clothing, and uh, there's going to be some fun bloody stuff coming up, so you can just jump right in. If catching up first is more your thing, there are hours and hours and hours you can listen to uh, on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Uh, you can listen on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash omgwtfbible. Every month on the show, a guest joins me at a live show somewhere on earth to read a portion of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, while I make fun of it. Then I release it in podcasts. You're listening to episode 30.2, the second installment of Titzavah, which is what Jews call one of the later portions in the book of Exodus. My reader this time around is Katie Lazarus, who runs an interview show at Joe's Pub called Employee of the Month and was just featured in the New York Times this weekend. The next installment live at Beauty Bar in New York will feature Shulam Dean, uh, the author of the recent memoir, All Who Go Do Not Return. He'll be reading some really fun stuff. If you enjoy the show and have something you'd like to share, drop me a line at omgwtfbible at gmail.com. You might also want to consider signing up for the mailing list by clicking on the link in the rightmost column on omgwtfbible.com. If you like the podcast, please rate and review it in the iTunes store. It only takes a minute and really helps. Now, the recap. Previously... In the Bible. The sons of Israel rose out of Egypt in battle array. Moshe summoned the elders of the nation and put the words Jehovah had commanded before them. If someone hits a guy and the guy dies, the first guy dies for sure. Anyone who fucks an animal gotta die right away. <laughs> all the tools of the sanctuary, all its service, its pegs, and the pegs of the courtyard will be copper. For thousands of years, we've been under the impression the Bible was meant to be taken seriously. Finally, a new translation that'll change all that. This is Oh My God, What the Fuck Bible! This is chapter 80, in which God tells Moshe how to transform Aaron from a normal brother into a priest. I like that, like... You can't be a priest and normal. No, <laughs> it's definitely not normal. The clothing that they're wearing, that thing on their head... The breastplate. The closet and homosexuality. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The boys club stuff. <laughs> this is Exodus 29.1 to 29.37. Collect this stuff for when you sanctify Aharon and his son so they can cohen to me. A young bull. Two unblemished rams. We cannot have these rams with zits. <laughs> no. Call Dr. Zismore. <laughs> matzah bread. Matzah challah muddled with oil. That sounds yummy, actually. Yes, it does. Matzah wafers anointed with oil made from fine wheat flour. In the desert, sure. Put them in one basket and bring them near. Also, the bull and the two rams. I feel like this is like one of the Paltrow's like <laughs> sister site to goop. It's called goop. Is... <laughs> Take two young bulls, slaughter them with your consciously uncoupled ex-husband. Make sure they're locally raised bulls. Yes. It's not in my neighborhood. because We I'll don't do want any factory farm bulls to sanctify the Kohanim. A no, no nitrate bowl. Um, bring Aharon and his sons close to the tent of assembly and clean them with water. I think this just happened, but okay. Take the clothes and dress Aharon with the shirt, the robe of the vest, the vest and the breastplate. He'll okay. never make it in Fashion Week otherwise. <laughs> You'll make him beautiful with his important vest. God really likes this vest. <laughs> Put the turban on his head and put the holy tiara on the <laughs> turban. By the way, Judaism really needs to bring back the holy tiara. <laughs> this is amazing. Yes. Like, I had no idea this existed in the Bible. There's so much amazing, beautiful stuff. 
Like I, men wearing tiaras. It does feel like it's like a Broadway production. <laughs> <laughs> then take the anointing oil and put it on his head and anoint him. And get the tiara all dirty. Bring his sons close and dress them in the, the sorry. Bring his sons close and dress them in the shirts. Gird Aharon and his sons with a girdle. Mm-hmm. Just one girdle for all of them. You're going to gird them all together in it's one girdle. Very tight family. <laughs> They're very close. Or a really big girdle. Mm-hmm. Wrap the hats on them. They will have the priesthood by eternal decree. Fill Aharon and his sons' hands. Okay. Bring the bowl near the before the tent of assembly. Oh boy, this is where it gets fun. Aharon and his sons will put their hands on its head. At the entrance to the tent of assembly, slaughter the bull before Jehovah. Put the bull's blood on the edges of the altar with your fingers. Pour all the blood on the base of the altar. Take the fat covering it insides, the diaphragm on the liver, the two kidneys, and the fat that's on the kidneys. Make them smoke up on the altar. Burn the meat of the ram, its skin, and waste it in a fire outside the camp. God is a pyro. I hope everyone is going to be vegetarian after this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now that's a sin offering. So God, a sin offering was where you just burn the guts of an animal on the altar after pouring its blood everywhere. Then you burn the rest somewhere else. Judaism. <laughs> Take the first ram. Aharon and his sons will put their hands on its head. They'll slaughter the ram and take its blood and throw it all around the altar. Oh. Slice the ram into pieces and oh. wash its innards and its feet. That's, those are the two important parts that should be hygienic. <laughs> exactly. like the fact that you're like throwing blood all over the place. Hey, we're no, not animals not here. Come on. Put them on its spices and its heads. Smoke the entire ram up on the altar. That's an ola. Excuse me. That's an ola to Jehovah. I feel like Dora the Explorer. <laughs> it makes a sweet aroma for Jehovah. It's a fire offering. Okay, sure. God loves the smell of burning flesh, by the way. Take the second ram. Aharon and his son should press their hands on its head. They'll slaughter the... Wait, hold on. They should press their hands on the ram's head? On the ram's head. They take their hands and they put it on its head. I like that they use it to, like, ensure that there's no sense of the ram's humanity. No. They'll slaughter the ram and take his or her blood (laughs) and put it on the top of Aharon's ear and the top of his or son's ears. The The right one. Yeah, of course. The right ears? Mm Mm-hmm. And on the thumb of their right <laughs> hands and the thumbs of their right feet. What oh. if they're left-eared? There's Just no such kidding. thing as a left-eared know, Cohen. Come on. Then throw the blood all around the altar. Just oh. for fun, guys! <laughs> <laughs> Take some of the blood on the altar oh. and from the anointing oil and sprinkle it on Aharon, his clothing, and his sons and their clothing. Oh, that stuff never comes out. He, his sons, and their clothing will become holy. That's the only concern of yours, that it doesn't come out in the wash. Yes. <laughs> because you're like, I shouldn't have bought this Tide with liquid bleach. It doesn't get out blood. That's the only thing Quick, quick, get a there. Tide pen. I like that this is how they become holy, because apparently holy is another word for disgusting. Not the unnecessarily, like, mutilating of a poor animal. No, exactly. Very holy. Take the fat from the ram, but make sure it's the saturated fat. The fat tail, (laughs) the fat that covers the innards, the diaphragm over the liver, the two kidneys and the fat on them, and the right thigh because it's the complete ram. (laughs) Also, one loaf of bread, one challah of oil bread, and a water from the basket of matzahs that's before Yehovah. 
put it all on Aharon's palms and his son's palms and wave a waving at them before Jehovah. How do you wave a waving? You wave a waving. Yeah, you wave. Just it's just wave like waving at wave. So like exactly. it's like a Miss America waving exactly. at the Exactly. You'd have to practice your waving. It's one of the skills of being a Kohen. Okay, that's good to know that a Kohen has a lot in common with Miss America. Exactly. Now, I always say Kohan. Kohan? But, but it's Kohen. Kohen? Kohen. I, I've always said Kohen. 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 the gender neutral version you guys oh, okay. should know. I'm should just know kidding. <laughs> Take all the stuff out of their hands and smoke them up on the altar over the hola, as Dora the Explorer would say. It makes a nice smell for Yehovah. Which is uh, weird. By the way, this is comment number 666, so. It's a fire offering for Yehovah. Oh, this is the worst barbecue ever. Take the breast from the consecrated ram from Aharon. Do a weaving of it before Yehovah. So you're just like swinging it around? Yep. Yeah. Judaism is gross. Well, I mean, it has a lot. Really? Okay, it has a lot in common with, like, um, Islam and with, um, I don't know, crazy um, chicken swing. You mean with Greece, yeah. I mean, or the crazy chicken swinging that we do yeah. before Yom Kippur. Yeah, yeah, but other cultures also do crazy chicken swinging. <laughs> yes. The Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just culturally a Muppet. I'm not ethnically one. I can understand that difference. I feel, it's fair for me to say that I'm ethnically a Jew. There's jeans. I have jeans. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not making I'd get rid of them if I could. And I, Well, not these. These were expensive. But um, Those are two. Um, it'll be your portion. You'll sanctify the wavy breast. It has been... Wa- I'm so sorry. Okay. Which breast are you sanctifying? The wavy one from the consecrated ram. The one that you did a waving the on. The right breast or the left breast? I think it's the right one. but We um, only sanctify just... the right breast. <laughs> exactly. I get it. In Judaism, at least. I don't know what they do in the Greece. The correct breast yes. is really the appropriate <laughs> way to do it. But. Um, you'll, you'll sanctify the wavy breast. It has been waved. And the thigh of the separating, it has been raised. These are taken from the consecrated ram that belongs to Aharon and his sons. <laughs> It'll be an eternal decree for Aharon and his sons from the sons of Israel that it's set aside for them. It's set aside from the sons of Israel and from their full sacrifices. It's set aside for Jehovah. It's set aside, you guys. <laughs> exactly. I'm throwing these papers. That's how we feel about this. Aharon's sons will get the holy clothing after him. We don't, they get free clothes after all of this? Yeah. No wonder they don't care about the blood stains. <laughs> They'll be anointed in them and made full through their hands. Oh, okay. Those are some gross clothes. The Kohen, who is better than the rest. Hold on. Why is he better than the rest? He's the he, he's so it's the this is talking about the future. So our own sons in future generations get the same clothes. They're passed down to them, and whichever one of his sons is the top Kohen, America's or Sinai's next top Kohen, get gets gets to be the top Kohen. The and Kohen so he Agado. gets to shop at Banana Republic, and the others are at Old Navy. Exactly. Yes. Okay. The Kohen is better than the rest. I, that's good to know. As a Kohan, not to be confused with the Kohen. Um, the Kohen, who is better than the rest, Aharon's sons, will wear the clothes for seven days Ugh. when he comes to the tent of assembly to serve in the holy. Take the consecrated lamb and cook its meat in a holy place. You know, like a kitchen. A kitchen covered in blood. Aharon and his sons will eat the ram meat and the bread in the basket at the entrance to the tent of meeting. No vegetables? No. Just wafers. 
<laughs> Does they have fiber in them? <laughs> They'll eat things that people used for atonement so their hands will be full and they can sanctify the people. A stranger can't eat them because the food is holy. And also because strangers are gross. <laughs> they they only shower <laughs> every 14th day. Exactly. That's what you seven. <laughs> if any of the consecrated meat or bread is left until morning, it must be burnt in fire and not eaten because it's holy. Okay. Do everything I've commanded you to Aharon and his sons. In seven days, fill their hands. Make a sin offering from one ram every day on the atonements. It'll be your transgression on the altar. It's your one transgression, not to be confused with um, sacrificing the ram. And you'll be atoned on it, not for it. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. You'll be atoned to it. Anoint it to sanctify it. Anoint it to, <laughs> you know. anoint it to sanctify it. I mean, you can't sanctify something without anointing it. Come on. For seven days, repent on the altar and make it holy, and for God's sakes, take a shower. <laughs> the altar will be the holy of holies. Anyone who touches it will be holy. Okay, that is disgusting. That's chapter 80. Yeah. That's, that's a nice little preview about what the first half of next season's readings are going to be like. Uh, this is chapter 81 in which God requests a daily barbecue. Exodus 29, 38 to 2946. Do two yearling sheep on the altar every day always. Does this mean like have a con does, I mean does this mean sleep with No, 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 no. It means uh, just, you know, take care of them. Okay. My Bible's portion was bestiality. I know. That's why I I, no, we, we just learned a couple of months ago that you definitely are not allowed to do that. You got to die right away if you do that. Okay, and use a condom. And you yes. <laughs> But you should do it. You should do this every day. Not in that order, is correct. <laughs> I mean, because you this don't know why what... we have an audience. Sorry. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get from those sheep. Um, you're, you're you're being asked to do it every day, always, unless, of course, societal more shift and animal sacrificing was no longer acceptable. If that happens, just mumble some words at me for an hour every day. I'm really hoping they're not going to be like sheep HPV commercials. <laughs> do two yearling sheep on the altar every day, always. Slaughter the first sheep in the morning and the second in the afternoon. For the first sheep, mix a tenth of fine flour with a quarter hint of crushed oil and a quarter hint of wine, and make sure it is organic wine. Yes, yes. You do not want any nitrates in that. You want to wine organically. <laughs> make the second one in the afternoon, like the morning offering with the same poured offering. Oh, just tell us they're the same. Come on, God. Make this fire offering to Jehovah as a sweet smell, an eternal ola for generations at the entrance to the tent of assembly before Jehovah. I will find you there to speak with you there. There I will meet the sons of Israel and sanctify them with my glory. You know, whenever I try to sanctify people with my glory, they call moral security, but when God does it... I'll sanctify the tent of assembly, Aharon, and his sons will be sanctified to Kohen to me. I'll rest with the sons of Israel. I'll be an Elohim to them. They'll know I'm Yehovah, their Elohim, who took them from Mitzrayim to rest within them. I am Yehovah, their Elohim. I just realized fuck is he like, my about? Jewish grandmother can't <laughs> rest within them. <laughs> That's chapter 81. This is the last one. Chapter 82. In which God describes how he prefers incense happen. Exodus 31 to 3010. 
And I, it all comes back. I was talking about pot before. Exactly. And now we're back to incense. Yeah. Which has nothing to do with pot. I just tried to make a, a well, false. That's next month, but yeah. Make an altar for incense smoking out of shatim wood. Make it one amah long. Guys, not to be confused with one foot. No. One amah wide and two amahs high square. Okay, do you mean that you need to get really high off of the incense or mm -hmm, the shittim? Mm -hmm. the, sh the, the incense. The shittim is just acacia wood, supposedly. But yeah, two amahs high. Make horns from it. Why don't you just use the ram's horns? Because <laughs> they're holy. Make horns from it. Cover it. Its roof, its walls, all around, and its horns with pure gold. Make a golden crown all around it. Make sure it's 14 carat. <laughs> it specifically says that, Yes, guys. it does. This is the weirdest bong ever. Make two gold rings under its crown on its two corners on both sides. They'll house the staffs used to carry it. Make the staffs of shittim wood and cover them with gold. <laughs> Put it in front of the curtain that's near the Ark of the Testimony, in front of the cover on the testimony where I will witness to you there. Sure. When it says the testimony where I will witness to you there. Yes. Does it just mean the testimony where I will witness you there? Or um, I will tell you as a witness or I will testify before you? It's supposedly it's kind of, yeah, this testifying before him. God would, it's very confusing and weird, but apparently God would come down and just kind of hang out there and speak with Moses and witness to him, whatever that means. It's kind of like when someone who doesn't speak English very well is like, you learn me and then I will be able to teach. And they really mean to say, you will teach me and then I will yes, be able to learn. Yes, absolutely. English is a hard language to learn. Especially for God. This is this is basically about like smoking up. Aharon yes. will smoke. I'm sorry. Ar I almost said smolt, but that is not <laughs> correct. That's what it should be. Instead, it is Aharon will smoke up the spice incense every morning. Wake and bake, baby. Hell yeah. Hell He'll yeah. smoke it up when he cleans the lamp. <laughs> Which, in all honesty, when you're having to clean your house, there is nothing nicer than smoking up. Exactly. When Aharon lights up the lamps between the evenings, <laughs> he'll smoke up the incense before. This is pre-420, guys. These are the rules. Did he get a medical marijuana card? That's the real question. <laughs> yes. After all that blood was sprayed on him, he caught something. <laughs> when Aharon lights up the lamps between the evenings, he'll smoke up the incense before Jehovah for generations. Don't bring up strange incense on it or an ola or an offering and don't th put pour the poured offering on it. Keep it pure, man. Aharon will clean its horns of blood from the sin offering once a year. Okay, so he gets stoned <laughs> once a year. Yeah. Totally cool. He'll atone on it once a year for generations. It's the holy of holies to Jehovah. That's chapter 82. That's it. Thank you so much, Katie, for getting through that. That was disgusting and amazing. Thank you so much. There's so much beauty in the in the in the fashion section, and then you just start slaughtering animals, and it's terrible. I feel sad about the unnecessary slaughtering of the I, animals. The, it's never unnecessary in the Bible, I guess. I feel like I feel like Project Runway would be a lot more fun if the first half was clothing and the second half they just went straight to like slaughtering animals. I, I'd also like. I mean, in the fairness, the models would finally eat, and we definitely need to feed them. So, in that situation, I think it would be more than fair. But it did give me insight into where this like obsession with um, what I would consider more strange or exotic looks comes from, and this is predates Vogue. Yes, absolutely. It predates Flava Flav, as we said. This is the part 
of the show where we come to our Devar Torah. Uh, Devar Torah literally means word Torah or Torah word. Excuse me. And this is where we try to sum up everything that we've read, this entire parsha, this entire portion, into a single word. So, Katie, can you think of a single word that um, would describe what you've read? Sacrilege. Okay. <laughs> would you care to defend your word? Oh, so I need to defend it. You don't need to. You can just say no. And um, we don't. I was just referring to the to my reading, and if I mispronounced anything, oh, okay. I want to apologize. <laughs> and that was a sacrilege. Um, I, you know, I think that that this portion, in many ways, was about sacrifice and the question of if it's possible to um, atone. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that was the aspiration when they were doing all of these in rituals. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's what the existence of this class, like the Kohanim, it's all about carrying the iniquity of the people. Um, like, there's the animals that the people bring for atonement, and that's their meal. That's how they eat. And it's kind of about, you can read a little bit underneath it, too, and perhaps there's always something that the people are going to atone for, because um, the way that this class eats is by eating these sacrifices. So that must mean that the people are going to keep them fed by fucking up. And I personally like would never eat smoked meat, but if it was smoked fish, it would be a different story. So <laughs> I think that I, I was not as empathetic, perhaps, as I should have been to um, unnecessarily slaughtering meat. Yes. <laughs> I think that um, it, it's, it's funny, too, because it does feel very, very barbaric. Um, but at the same time, like if I think about this, and I'll probably talk about this a lot more when we get to Leviticus, but if I think about this, uh, in the context of how I meet meat, like for me, meat is something that comes to me in like a supermarket. Um, but this is what happens. Like you have to kill it. Why do you still feel that way? That makes me so sad inside that you haven't. That um, I haven't what? That you're not able to see. I mean, I can completely understand seeing animals as um, part of a food chain and that right. we are part of a food chain as animals. Mm-hmm. However, what I can't imagine is that you haven't had the opportunity to see that the meat you buy in a supermarket, kosher or otherwise, um, comes from an animal. I mean, I have seen it, and I I kind of understand it, but there's still kind of a disconnect when that, like, you don't really experience. In this context, like, this is a tent in the middle of this place in the desert. These people are seeing where their food comes from. Like, every time, I mean, some of these offerings are burnt up completely, but a lot of them are eaten and shared. So these people see the animal slaughtered, and then they see it, and then they eat it, and they enjoy it. I mean, they're much more connected to their food and the fact that they have to kill something to eat. I, I, I like that. I remember reading Michael Pollan. I don't know if you guys have ever re- read him, but I love that he went and he slaughtered his own meat, and yeah. it was to give him a connection to that food. And I think that's where I was referring to seeing um, us as part of a larger food chain. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's... I don't know if I will ever be able to do that, but I feel like it's an important experience to have if you're going to eat meat. What's most important is that whatever you do, to not throw blood over everyone in the yes. room because not everyone has tied with liquid bleach and it may not come out. No, That's exactly. what I learned from yes. your reading. <laughs> Thank you. My Torah word was initiation because to me, this is kind of like, this is like some, some frat rush in a way. It's like this, this secret society. These are the people who are basically running the show. This is the class that is in charge of these people in the desert. And they go through a really, really bizarre initiation ritual. They have this garb that they have to wear that God commands them to wear that's strange and weird and, and very fashion forward. And then they have to go through this like wacky, really creepy blood ritual in order to be indoctr- indoctrinated into God's society. And that's how I read this, I suppose. 
And whether, I mean, I, I love that you just said that because whether it's, whether the whole stories are imagined fables or whether they, um, someone got out a notebook and just transcribed what was happening around them doesn't really matter as much as the fact that these, there is something quite um, modern or at least uh, that ties us to the past in terms of like how much effort we put into getting dressed yes. and the <laughs> odd rituals um, that we all do, um, whether it, it's, uh, I don't know, um, for religious purposes, but even just uh, mating purposes, I was thinking. Too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, putting on clothing is taking on a role, and this is a very extreme version of it. They're taking on the role of the leaders of this tribe. I mean, Moses doesn't have any particular clothing that he has to wear, though he wears some weird stuff, and we'll talk about that next month. But... He just goes in his birthday suit <laughs> <laughs> and Birkenstocks. You know, Moses, my theory is that Moses is pretty much a superhero, and we'll learn more about that next week. So he's... he just goes with a cape? Yes, exactly. This is like Alan He's Dershowitz. He's got a mask. I went, I went to this beach when I was growing up, and Alan Dershowitz is like a, an adamant nudist. Like he, he fights oh on behalf of, of nudists. So it's like one of his major um, causes. I did and not know that. It was traumatizing. And instead of like saying like, oh, I was traumatized, and therefore I'm not going to pass that on. I'm going to stop the cycle. I'm sharing that trauma with you all because <laughs> I, got, I grew up seeing Alan Dershowitz naked. Oh, God. I think this, too, is about passing trauma on to future generations. Every generation of Kohanim had to watch these animals get slaughtered and then get sprayed with blood in order to be indoctrinated into this group. I think, I think that's all we're going to have for the show right now. We're going to talk to you guys a little bit after this. Uh, Katie, is there anything that you'd like to plug? Did you like our audience here or online to check out? I hope that um, you all will check out Employee of the Month show, uh, either the monthly live tapings, um, which are currently at Joe's Pub, or uh, the podcast, which comes out weekly. And please don't hold uh, any of my guests liable for me. <laughs> thank you all it's for a really awesome it's thank you katie so much it's a really awesome show i really hope that you listen to it uh, as always you can find the podcast oh my god what the fuck bible on facebook twitter tumblr the website it's on instagram now i take some weird pictures please listen as always on stitcher itunes podcast app share the show please rate and review it it really 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 helps as always i want to thank wendy chin for doing our marketing uh john pissarro for doing sound uh, beauty bar for hosting us let's give it up for katie lazarus for being our guest <laughs> Thank you. For being so game and getting through that gruesome stuff together. And as always, I want to thank you guys for coming out here and for listening. Please join us at Beauty Bar on April 27th with Shalom Dean at 7.30 p.m. And make sure to listen because next time in the Bible... Moses is running late. Woo!